Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Hyperbolic. What's going on? A lot. Dude, this was like four seconds and we're just right in. Yeah, I don't know how you're going to edit that, but that's fine. That's how it does it for us, bud. Quincy, yeah, but you still got to separate the episodes. All right, I'll just upload. <laughs> Queen City Creative Works, thank you so much for your continued partnership slash sponsorship. This is the sponsorship segment for those that are new here. First, breaking news. We're at 666 subscribers right now. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Bills made a move. No. 666. How do you feel about that? Not good. I was raised Catholic. <laughs> That's literally the number of Satan. Do I unsubscribe just to put us No. <laughs> so, anyways, <clears throat> Coincident Creative Works is a Etsy shop on roids. Thank you so much for your continued partnership slash sponsorship. You're making good things. Not only the sweater... Right? The sweater logo all over things like this bottle opener. It's metal wrapped in silicone so you don't hurt your fingers and or hand. They also make coasters, water bottles, t-shirts, hats, coasters, name it. Okay? QueenCityCreativeWorks.com. Head on over to their homepage, select the Shop Now button, and they can ship anything right to your door. So feel free to support them, support us. We appreciate it. Honestly, what we should do soon... Um, Queen City Creative Works just bought a new printer from Jenna, and the printer is like 850, 900 pounds. So you and I are going to be contacted by Mr. Nekirky to help move this thing into his basement. What we should do... We don't have insurance high enough to do that. that. We should record that because that would be hilarious for Patreon. Yeah. Pay that. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's going to be hilarious because that thing is going to be heavy. It's coming on can a his, semi. Dude, can his stairs handle that weight? I have no idea, but how good of content would it be? Oh, we're if doing you and it. I fall through the stairs. No, we're doing it. Yeah, this? we're. I have health insurance. We're doing it. <laughs> we're doing it. Because it's probably going to be me, you, Nick, and Jamie doing this, and it's going to be the funniest thing in the world because one. I love you, Nick, but you're not the strongest dude. <laughs> so it's probably going to be mean Mike and JB. He needs some milk. <laughs> this thing's going to be fun to move. Yeah. All right. Sorry. I stopped you in the middle. Do the sponsorship for Addie's while I pull up the useless fact for today's episode. Addie's, thank you for your logo. Super <laughs> simple. <laughs> Download their app at the Addie's Fine Wine of Spirits on Google Playground Play Store or the Apple Bland App Store. And go check that out. I searched for an app on an app store today, and I was not a fan. I just don't like the interface. It looks so boring. I don't know who hurt you or why. <laughs> I was downloading Odyssey. 
for my stepdad because he was mad that he couldn't get WGR 550 on one of his podcast apps. But it's because it's an Odyssey station and he has to download Odyssey. Correct. He's not a sponsor. No. Actually, speaking of sponsors, we should probably talk about a non-sponsor quasi app that we're on because that kind of just go started. ahead. You go ahead. No, no, no. You know way more about the specifics and the reach. Do I, though? You're talking about the news, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. WNED. <laughs> WNED is a local news station, and they were able to start their own, like, podcast platform, per se, because their new CEO is the old CEO of Spotify. And he wanted to create a space for different local shows and broadcast them on their network for where their reach is now, which is Western New York and the greater Western New York area, as well as Ontario and Canada, which means when, so, so, which means they have a a decent reach in regards to local news. Basically, they wanted to create a platform for all podcasts to be on to collaborate with each other, but also kind of like be a local area for Spotify users for the most part. And they reached out to us asking if we wanted to be on their platform. So Which is sick. Very sick. Very humbling. We went back and forth. Things made sense. It all worked out. Signed contracts. We signed contracts. We're now on their platform. Am- Amplify. So download Amplify from your Google Playground Play Store or Apple App Store. And you can listen to local area podcasts on there, which is pretty sweet because you should support local. Yes, absolutely. So we are now on that, which is awesome. So WNED, always thank you so much. Um, but yeah, it's wild. Yeah, going into twenty twenty three on a new platform, just stacking all the platforms that we're on. Oh yeah, it's nice. But we need to get over six sixty six. So if you're listening to this and for some reason we're still at six sixty six, can you please just subscribe? Just because I don't really want this like bad mojo going in. You know, we we started posting shorts, which is pretty sick because. Shorts are like the new reels. You know, TikTok came along and they're like, listen, you can upload short form content to us, but China's going to steal all your data. So you can upload short form content and then get people to like it and all that stuff. And then Instagram was like, wait, 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 wait. The Chinese Communist Party is getting all your data. How about we do Instagram reels, which is short form content? And Mark Zuckerberg's like, I'm on that. So now that's Instagram reels and Facebook reels. And then Facebook, a.k.a. Google, was like, listen, listen, listen. I see that short-form content is actually doing well. So how about we do YouTube shorts? So we started doing YouTube shorts. I uploaded one today for a Red Breast 12 Irish whiskey review. How'd it do? I mean, we're currently at 421 views. Interesting. It went live today. 2.3 hours of watch time for a one-minute episode. Wow. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm kind of shocked with how well they're doing because i wasn't expecting it to do that well i I don't i didn't really have any i don't know social media and internet algorithms confuse the hell out of me because not only do you have to upload things that people want to see but you have to include tag phrases or taglines or catchphrases that people search in google in order for you to pull up which confuses me i'm not that creative i don't think that far ahead so it's interesting to me that YouTube shorts are doing significantly better than our TikToks do because I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm just doing the same thing on both platforms. 
bottom line is we're at 666 subs, so please subscribe because this is literally killing me inside. I, I'm not a fan of 666. I never have been. It just gives me the easy queebies. <laughs> the easy queebies? Yeah, the easy queebies. <laughs> you know? So, all right, useless fact for today's episode, and then we'll get into the topic, which is, for some odd reason, a small audience wants to get rid of a nationally perceived favorite for Coach of the Year to be fired. Yep. Steve McQueen. Okay, Steve McQueen, Derek. He's a dapper man. He had a habit of demanding free items in bulk from studios when agreeing to do a film. These items would include electric razors, jeans, and other items. It was later discovered that he donated these things to the Boys Republic Reformatory School, where he had spent time during his teen years. So the guy was filming movies, or he was contacted to be an actor in a movie. <clears throat> and one of his requests of being there was that he needed some of these equipment that he was then sending to a place that needed it. Yeah. He would request specific items and get them in bulk. So jeans, razors. Did they know that he was sending it to them? Or did no. They... It was discovered later. So they just thought that he was requesting like 100 They jeans. thought he was super weird. <laughs> and then he's like, no, it's actually going to... It was later discovered, because he never said anything about it, that it was actually being sent to a, a reformatory school, like a Father Baker's school, which was the same school that he spent time at when he was a teen. It was a... He gave back. What did they think he was doing? Being weird. So they thought that he was just asking for 100 pairs of jeans just randomly? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. It's nice. When, you, when you're an actor... Obviously, you know this because you are a famous actor. But when you're an actor, I don't know. I'm just asking you to hypothesize with me. Okay. Are you given quality, like, for your, when you're wearing clothing for an acting scene, is it, do you think it's the same quality that you get at, like, Spirit Halloween, or do you think it's, like, actual name brand? I think it depends on the budget for the film. Because when I was in theater... <laughs> It's very cheap, Derek. How was that? Oh, the cider fell over. Oh. It spooked Sam for a it second. Did, yeah. The studio pup. It's the second episode. We got to tell everybody we got our studio <laughs> pup here. You might see him in a camera shot. We'll see. Maybe. He. Uh, so, the the theater studio clothing is horrendous. So not ideal, not ideal at all, but. Once you bump up, you know, I'm sure the clothing for the office wasn't cheap. I'm sure it was decently comfortable and fitted for you. There's makeup artists that do all that. Yeah. So speaking of which, speaking of theater clothing, before we get into the topic about McDermott, because I'm kind of holding off on talking about anything Bills related because it inherently makes me sad inside. So that'll probably be like the last five minutes of today's episode. But there's a new series out there called The Last of Us. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Isn't it basically the similar to The Office? No. The Last of Us is... So... A video game was created in 2013 around surviving basically a zombie apocalypse. And it was... <clears throat> Hold on. This is like oddly familiar. Where did I just see this? It's all over the place right now. Okay. It's, it, I think it was rated the highest IMDb has ever rated a show in the first two releases of an episode in history of IMDb. So it, it's very well acclaimed right now. But 
it's basically a zombie apocalypse happens based off of a um, fungus virus that happens in the world. And this was a video game back in 2013, and it did so well that they decided to make a movie out of it. You're seeing that a lot now with, like, The Witcher and Cyberpunk and The Last of Us. Like, they're making a lot of movies based off of video games now because video games are basically movies. Correct. Which is something that I've always talked about because I, I like playing video games. I like them a lot, and people always ask me why because I'm 30 years old, but you can basically control a movie character in your own world, and to me, that's fascinating. But anyway, it came out in 2013. They just started making this television show right now, and it's been amazingly like received throughout all the movie critics, and it's on HBO. I don't. Do you have HBO? HBO Max. Yeah, so it's on there, so check we're, it out. We're on the top 1% to reference <laughs> last week's uh, episode. <laughs> but it's very good, so I would, I would watch it. They release one episode every week. I think it's on Tuesdays. There are only two episodes right now, so it's easy to catch up. Hmm. Do you like zombie shows? Uh, it. I mean, Shaun of the Dead was hilarious. Throwback. Um, the Walking Dead was cool for the first like two seasons, and then it was just ruined. So you'll like this then, because this isn't as bad as the Walking Dead was great, like you said, for the first couple seasons, and then you're just like, why am I still watching this? Because there's no way you're surviving this the entire time. Right. But this obviously just starting off, it makes more sense. So I would check it out. We're currently entrenched in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, that's I've right. never seen it. So we're in season five of eight. There was Gina saying, was this this one? That she was saying one of the actresses is the same as Game of Thrones, I think? Oh, probably. They're in, like, everything. Correct. Which HBO. Yeah. So, okay. Bill's lost. Still salty about it. And ever since then... The main talking point of us losing has been Coaching. all the players have been, I'm exhausted. I'm mentally fried. So much stuff has happened in Buffalo this past year. It would have been a great story if we won the Super Bowl, but I'm just mentally fried. My mind's not in the game right now. I'm worried about my friend that almost died three weeks ago. I'm, I'm worried about X, Y, and Z. And people are saying that understandable, but shouldn't it be the coach's, the coach's job to reel them back in? And pe- some people rightfully not rightfully so but are drawing the conclusion that it's mcdermott's fault and that mcdermott should at least be held responsible a little bit for not getting his players on the side of the fence that says this is a game we need to continue playing because the super bowl's in sight what are your thoughts on that i think it's absurd i think it's an impossible task honestly i think it's an impossible task to i mean you can you can lead right you can lead men and at the end of the day, yes, they're men, but they're also very young. And we're talking a totally different industry from, I mean, it's it's just not, this isn't the military. They're not equipped to deal with this type of trauma. No, bro. Like, they're, nurses, first responders, military, like, they see what happened at Damar with worse aspects of it more so every day than what a professional athlete sees so it's you seeing a collision of two different worlds i understand that there's and i'm not taking away from the severity of demar hamlin by any means by saying that but it's let's be real like there's a difference between you know cpr 
take put him in an ambulance and then he drives four minutes to a hospital like for the best care that you could ever have right like there's that and then there's also one of your closest friends has an entire large intestine outside of his stomach because a mortar just went off and just sliced his stomach open that's a little different right so or someone coding in a hospital it's a little different so you're seeing elements of both extremes collide and Yes, they're men. They're not 15 years old. However, they're also not necessarily equipped to see what they just seen. And they're also not equipped. You're going into this playing a game. Yeah. You're not expecting your friend to always die. Correct. And you're also not equipped to handle a, and this isn't me defending the Buffalo Bills for the performance against the Bengals. All I'm saying is let's just lay it all out, right? Like you're not. You're not anticipating a mass shooting to make nas- that that makes national news to impact you during your season. You're not anticipating multiple blizzards to impact your entire schedule, forcing you to travel. You miss Christmas. You're also having a insane schedule that makes no sense from a time frame perspective with not only short weeks, but also primetime games, late games, trying to go back and forth between different stadiums. It's a zoo. And then next year we're going to London. Yeah. I mean, co- like, come on. Like it's, it's not a normal, nineteen ninety nine to two thousand five NFL schedule where you play Sunday at one o'clock and it's either home or away and the time never changes the day never changes so your routine isn't necessarily jacked up right like it's a to- this whole season, even from a fan's perspective was just exhausted and I said that leading it was early January when we recorded that weekly episode, and I said I'm smoked I'm exhausted watching this team. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For you to put the Bills loss on McDermott, I mean, yeah. Does somebody have to take responsibility? Sure. Is it always going to be the people at the top? Sure. But does it make sense? No. In my opinion, I mean, that's absurd. Like, how... They should. I mean, they they played. We beat the Patriots on a two day prep week. We had two days to prep for that game because nobody spent the first half of the week right. thinking about anything football related because we didn't even know if Demar was going to make it out of the hospital. Like everyone thought he was going to die because he was still in the ICU. Mm-hmm. And then we have two days to plan for the game, and then we ended up winning. That's I mean, awesome. That's a huge win, and. To put it on McDermott, I just think is absurd. I think it's a cop-out. Like, you can lead men. You can coach, counsel, motivate, and, you know, mentor as much as you want. But at the end of the day, when the team is smoked, the team is smoked. They're just – they're going to they're gonna lose eventually. Yeah. It, I mean, 
probably the worst analogy that I can come up with that's most likely the best fitting is the Bills at the end of the 2023 season, technically 2022 season, was like an 18-year-old dog that wouldn't die but needed to be put down. And it finally happened. Like the Bengals just put it out of our misery. We weren't stressed about it. We knew we were going to lose. It just finally happened, and we can just all move on. Like it, you can't ask to fire McDermott because we lost in the divisional round. He's literally been the most winning coach in Bills history since Marv Levy, and he's done an unbelievable 180 since Rex Ryan. And you want to fire him because we didn't win a Super Bowl? Like, relax. Yeah, that, that is something that is so funny to me, and it gets lost on a lot of people. Is that we were 13 and three this year, or third? Uh, what 14 and three? No, we were 13 and three in the regular season. Because, because the Bengals, it's 17 games. Yeah, we also didn't play the Bengals game. It got canceled. Oh, yeah, that's true. So we were 13 and three this year. Yeah. How can you get mad at the coach for being 13 and three? That I mean, and yes, I get it. Statistically, you know, we should have lost more games. What? Okay, cool. We didn't. Like, we figured out a way to win, right? Yeah. Like, we gutted it out. I. It's just trash. It's a trash yeah. take. In what, my what opinion. What do you think? Something that's always interested me, just because I'm extremely into conspiracy theories, but we can also talk about the most recent conspiracy theory of DeMar, DeMar Hamlin actually dying and that would be a stunt double in the booth. And it's just like, what are you doing? Did you see that? Did you hear about that? No, clowns. Yeah, what? Josh Allen even commented on it because Kyle Brandt asked Josh in the Kyle Brandt podcast because there's an actual conspiracy theory that said DeMar Hamlin, when he came out, he was wearing like a face mask. He was wearing glasses. Like You couldn't tell it was DeMar Hamlin. And everyone's like, he's actually dead. This is just a stunt double or uh, a fake. What did Josh say? He's like, no. He came to our locker room. He talked to us. This is bullshit. <laughs> and is he that said what he that, said? Yeah, it, it was hilarious. He's like, it's bullshit? Or he said, it. stop that shit. I think that, that was his quote. Stop this shit. That's amazing. But what are your thoughts on the NFL being scripted? Do you think that there's absolutely any credibility to that? No. I've seen too many games live. You, you don't think that coaches could potentially – I'm not saying it is, but you're you're telling me that there's absolutely no possibility that they're saying from the top, Roger Goodell's like, Buffalo's going to win this game. It's going to be a close game, but Buffalo's going to win it. You don't think that that's any possibility? From the safety of your house when you watch it on TV, it makes sense. When you go to the stadium and you watch the games, it makes absolutely no sense. It just doesn't. I was at the Miami game in the – Wild card divisional round, and you could literally, you it literally everything made sense. Everything made sense. Like, oh, that's why that play was trash, because you've seen it develop in real time. You see the speed of the game. You see, you legitimately do have two seconds to figure it out and get the ball out, or else the play's shot. You have two seconds as a wide receiver to get open. Like, ask any average Joe, any fan of the game that's not a professional athlete, run a route that's spanning 30 yards in two seconds and get open. They're not going to do it. That's the difference between high school and D3. That's the difference between D3 and D1, and that's the difference between D1 and the NFL because there's distinct differences. That's why they talk about the speed of the game. If you cannot cover five yards in one stride, you're not in the NFL. Everybody in the NFL can do that between their size and their speed and their quickness. Like, and that's that's the other difference. You have speed and you have acceleration and quickness. Like, seeing Tyreek Hill in person, he's not 
he's not the best route runner because I watched him run routes. And that's from a fan's perspective. I'm not a coach. It's just like, yeah, that, that was a sloppy route. The difference is how quick he is mm-hmm. in being able to transition from I'm going to make a cut and break, and you won't be able to keep up because my I'm, I'm just that much faster. My footwork is that much faster, and a DB is all reactionary. It there There's no way they can keep up. Yeah. And when you see that in person, it ruins, and it, it's just plain as day that a conspiracy is just – not accurate because it's not. Yeah, my my thoughts on that is that <clears throat> if the NFL was scripted, this would have been the perfect year for them to script the Bills to win oh, it all. A hundred percent. And then we this, got our ass kicked. Yeah. So th- the fact that we lost to the Bengals, I, I've never necessarily been the type of person that said for sure this is scripted. But I'm also I'm never been I've never been the person that says there's zero possibility that this happens because I know. With things, I don't pay 100% attention to everything. So there's always a possibility, even if it's 1% that this could be scripted. But this year, knowing everything that we've been through, if it was scripted, it makes 100% sense for them to script the Buffalo Bills to win this year. Because if it would be the perfect story. The, the Bills in the Super Bowl would easily, easily draw the most audience that Super Bowl has ever seen because they would play everything up. The, the hype video would be completely about Buffalo and how we've done all this tragedy in Buffalo. The, the amount of hype for a Buffalo Bills Super Bowl this particular season would have easily surpassed any records that the NFL ever had about people watching the Super Bowl. I can almost guarantee it. And the fact that that didn't happen makes me believe that there's zero possibility that the NFL is scripted, just based off of that. Yeah, I agree with you. It just doesn't. It doesn't add up. It really doesn't stack up. I don't know. Not into it. But going back to the original point, it makes zero sense for anybody to call for McDermott's head. It makes more sense for people to call for Dorsey or Frazier's head. Yeah. Because of the poor performance and the lack of diversity this entire year. But, I mean, you had a brand new offensive coordinator. What are you expecting out of a first-year offensive coordinator that was once a quarterback's coach? You're going to expect him to rely heavily on the pass because he was a quarterback's coach. That makes sense. Dorsey is a – or um, Frazier is a different story, but if you still think about it, we're still number two defense the entire year for points allowed. So how can you really be on his head the entire year? It's just that there's a lot of questions, but I don't know if anyone has the answer to them this year. No. We just got outplayed. We just got outplayed by an exhausted, like we were an exhausted team playing a team that's just in a better spot. They're dealing with a lot of rookie contracts. We're not. And they have a lot of good weapons that, you know, we we can't match mm-hmm. because they got T. Higgins is on a rookie contract. I was watching him literally destroy every corner since he was a freshman in college at Clemson. Like, he's he's a savage. He always has been. Tyler Boyd's been around forever. He can always get open. Jamar Chase is just a freak. <clears throat> and then they bring in Burroughs, who I also could never stand at LSU. And he's doing the same thing he's doing now that he was in LSU. He's, like, he's a just, stud, though. He really is. I've watched him a lot this year. I know. He's just annoying. And... But I, I like him, though. Like, it, it's hard for me to hate him. He's cocky, but or he's confident, but he's not cocky. Like, to I, a degree, until so you see his ridiculous outfits. True. But I think of him and Mahomes completely different. 
I can't yeah. stand Mahomes. Uh, yeah, I, you're not going to meet anybody in Buffalo that likes Mahomes. You're just not. But I like Burrow. Like, I hope they go all the way. Actually, so that being said, who are you rooting for for the Super Bowl? Who are you hoping wins? I kind of want the Niners to win. That, I'm, the, I'm in the same exact boat. The Brock Purdy story makes me so happy. Oh, I don't give a shit about him. I just want, <laughs> I just want that team to win. It, 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 you know, it's been eons. The Eagles recently just won, right? Like 2017, 2018. They're okay. Like, they just Philly had their time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like San Fran hasn't won in forever. I just kind of, I just kind of want them to win. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. Not after the last showing, but I could realistically see it happen. Oh, I can too. I just, you know, it's going to be tough. But, yeah, I mean, the Giants are going to get crushed. But they easily – well, the Giants are already out of it. So Yeah, that's the, what I mean. Like, there's no yeah, there's no continued hope. And yeah. now they're trying to figure out Saquon's deal yeah. where it's like 12 to 15 mil range. I don't But I don't to know. me, you talk about the Super Bowl, and the phrase is defense wins championships. No one's defense is as good as San Francisco's. San Francisco's is, like, the number one defense in all categories. Yeah. So, I realistically think that if Burrow or if uh, Purdy has a game manager day, which is what basically he's been drafted for, he's not going to blow your socks off by throwing four touchdown passes. He's a reliably consistent rookie quarterback that's going to get better with time. And if he can do that throughout the playoffs, I honestly think that they have a better chance than Philly does because Philly is a big play team. And I just don't see... Jalen Hurts getting that much time to throw with San Francisco's defense. I think San Francisco is going to beat them this week. I think so. I think so. I hope so because I would rather them, and I think that San Francisco has a better chance of beating whoever comes out of the AFC than uh, Philadelphia does. The NFC is going to win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. I'm convinced. They're just better suited for it. Which is crazy because in the beginning of the year, if you would have told me what division would win, I would 100% say AFC. No doubt. I would 100% say that the AFC West was the toughest division in football, and that's not the case. They all sucked. Chargers sucked. Denver sucked. Kansas City really isn't that great. It's it's wild to me. It was a total 180 this year. Who's the other team in that division? It's not Jacksonville. Who's the other team in that division? Oakland. Chargers. Oakland, right. Yeah. And they just got Devontae Adams. So in the beginning of the year, you were like, they're – it's gonna be the best, the best yeah, the division ever. Derek Carr just leaves. <laughs> it's like what? But I wanna, I wanna continue at least some sort of segment throughout the off season of us hypothesizing about Bills free agent signings, Bills draft picks, and then also where some of the quarterbacks go because there's a lot of quarterbacks up for debate this year. Rodgers could potentially be gone. Tom Brady could be gone. Derek Carr is obviously gone. There's gonna be a lot of changes that come this year and they're predicting all three of those are staying or staying or going to the AFC. They're saying Brady could go to Miami, Rodgers can go to the AFC, they he can go to he said he'll take even a um a discounted price on what he thinks he's worth to play in a situation that best suits him. So I can honestly see him going to Miami too because you put him in a decent defense with two extremely talented wide receivers. I could see him going to Miami, too. It's kind of scary to be a Bills, a Bills fan, honestly. Oh, absolutely. And and that's why I, th- I feel like a lot of people are saying that they're, uh, that our window is closing. But I don't – I don't know, man. Do you think Tua retires? 
I think he should. I don't know if he will, because he's a competitor. But I think he should. I think they should force him where they're just yeah. like, hey, man, if you get like one or two more concussions this next year, just call it. It's not worth it. And we're not saying this because we're scared of him, because I'm literally not scared of him at all. He's really not that great of a quarterback. But honestly, for his health, you have three crazy bad concussions in one year in like six weeks, right? Wasn't it all within like a yeah. six-week period? Yeah. I don't know how you can continue playing after that. Nope. Andrew Luck retired on less. 100%. Calvin Johnson was going to retire on less. It's not good for you. And it's not post football. Post, uh, there's a lot of issues there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're gonna go like Chris Benoit. You know what I mean? Like it's just not good. A lot of brain damage. It's gonna trigger a lot of issues later in his life. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. Yeah, and we're just trying to make sure that we our Super Bowl windows open next year. Which, if you think about it, it should be. We get Von Miller back. A healthy Trey White, a healthy Micah Hyde, potentially new safety. They're talking about moving Christian Benford to safety, which right. would be interesting. I wonder why they're making that decision. Cap? It's got to be Cap. Did he play safety in college? He could have. But as a DB, it's not necessarily a difficult transition yeah. at the end of the day. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we'll see. This is going to be an interesting offseason for us. Yes. Continued talks mm-hmm. for sure. It'll be fun, though. Yeah. All right, right, I man. think we're at about 30 minutes. You want to call it? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, appreciate all y'all joining in for today's discussion. I mean, we we kind of handled a lot. What was our useless fact? The gentleman that donated random things without no one knowing. Oh, yeah. Would you donate random things without anyone knowing? Are you, Do you donate to charity for clout for clout yeah no like for people to notice that you did it no no there was a there was a family in hamburg their house burned down i donated nobody knows about that well now everybody does well sure but yeah no did you do it for clout just so you can mention it on this podcast no no dude this is (laughs) this is a long time ago there's been a lot of did you donate to demars absolutely not no no oh i did okay good for you Four thousand dollars. No, you did not donate four thousand. <laughs> yeah, seven months salary. I did not. I think I did like three dollars. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't. He was fine. It was a twenty-five hundred dollar goal. There was. There he was. He exceeded a, that. There was a comedian that I followed that he said I donated a lot to Demar Hamlin because I thought that he was going to be in the ICU for much longer than he was, <laughs> and he ended up being fine. I'm like Jesus, dude, you're a savage. But thank you all for tuning in to today's episode. Hopefully you enjoyed the topics. And let us know what you think. If you're a Buffalo Bills fan, what do you think our offseason acquisitions, what do you think our free agent signings, what do you think our draft will consist of? Because we obviously do have some holes, but I don't really know where we go from here. And also let us know if you are one of those weirdos that think that McDermott should be fired. Because if so, just unsubscribe and bring us down to 665 because I hate that we're 66. So thank you so much for tuning in today for today's episode. Please remember to always drink responsibly, be a person. And Michael, do not litter. We're out.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.